0: So what I want to ask you today is, how is your cardiovascular health? You know, your heart health. How is your heart health? And if you don't know, I want to tell you how to find out today. Today, I want to tell you three ways you can find out how good is your heart health. And stick around until the end and I'll tell you what to do about it if it's not as good as you think it should be. Now, the reason why you need to know these three things is that it could mean the difference between persistent damage to your blood vessels that could cause a stroke or a heart attack, or protection against further damage, preventing a stroke or a heart attack. So let's get started. You are listening to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment where you will get knowledge, training, resources, and support for better blood pressure control. If you are suffering with high blood pressure or blood pressure that is difficult to treat, this podcast is indeed for you. Here is your host, Dr. Tanya. You already know that uncontrolled blood pressure damages your blood vessels, causing heart disease. This damage is done over time. If your blood pressure is elevated just for a day, it may not damage your blood vessels that badly. But over time, with this blood pressure being uncontrolled, that is what's doing the long-term damage that can lead to a heart attack or a stroke. But let me tell you the good news. The good news is that if you can detect this early, if you can get control of your blood pressure and detect the damage early, you can in fact stop the damage and potentially prevent a heart attack or stroke. So now let's just talk about ways of detecting this damage early and and there are so many different ways you can do it. Some things are more accessible than others and some things are more expensive than others and I'm going to talk about exactly how you can find out your risk for cardiovascular disease so that you can detect it early and prevent heart attack, stroke, and even death. This information could literally save your life or save the life of someone you love. So here we go. Now, heart disease is the number one reason why people die here in the United States and elsewhere. And of course, there are markers or what we call just blood work that can be done in order to determine if you are at high risk for cardiovascular disease. And there are also scans that can be done. A CAT scan would give your provider detailed pictures of your heart and Uh, And of your blood vessels. And this test can show if you have any plaque buildup or cholesterol buildup in your blood vessels on your heart. And those blood vessels on your heart are common places where plaque would build up that would give you problems. An MRI might show more details than a CAT scan. And even A more definitive test or a more accurate test for plaque buildup is a cardiac catheterization in which they put a catheter through your groin and they bring it up to your heart and check your blood vessels on your heart that way. Now, all of those tests are very expensive. Most insurances won't pay for that type of testing unless you're having some problems. Unless your doctor or healthcare provider is suspecting some type of problem with your heart, an echocardiogram can also be done. It shows your your heart chambers and valves and how your blood is pumping through your heart. Again, this is not a screening test and this is not a test that your healthcare provider would just order just to see if you have heart disease unless you're having problems. So some doctors are doing this heart scan that's called the coronary calcium scan, and that scan gives you a score that shows if you are at high risk for heart disease. So a score of zero is is the best score, and zero means that you don't have any calcium seen in your heart. Now, if you're uh, if you do have some calcium in your heart, then uh, the higher the score, then the higher your risk. Of heart disease. Again, this type of test might not be covered by your insurance if you're not having any problems um, or if you're not at high risk. And your healthcare provider can figure out if you're at high risk by taking a health history. So they'll ask you questions about your family history of heart disease and and other questions about your health. There are also risk assessment tools online that you can use. Uh, The American College of Cardiology has one that can be used, but most of those uh, tools have some limitations to them. They are restricted in certain groups, like if you're less than 40, then those tools will not be effective. And if you're 79 and older, then those tools may not be useful as well. Of course, the blood work and the scans and the EKG, that's right, I didn't say the EKG, but the EKG and the how monitors and all, they have to be ordered by your, your healthcare provider or your doctor. Now, I'm going to tell you these three ways that you can find out if you're at risk for cardiovascular disease that you can do in the privacy of your own home. Matter of fact, all you would need is a home blood pressure monitor. Or if you don't have a home blood pressure monitor, then just go down to your drugstore. Many drugstores have a blood pressure monitor nearby the pharmacy. So you can do this and you can get this information from that monitor. Now, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about knowing what. Your blood pressure is your systolic blood pressure, which is the top number of your blood pressure in your left arm compared to the systolic blood pressure in your right arm. And if you compare those two numbers, if it's higher than 10, you are at high risk for cardiovascular disease. And when I say cardiovascular disease, I'm speaking of heart disease, and disease of your blood vessels. And like I said before, cardiovascular disease puts you at high risk for stroke, heart attack, and death. That would be one indication. And actually, all you would have to do is go down to the corner store or even better, monitor your blood pressure at home Which is the, and we know this, it is the best measurement of or the most accurate measurement of your blood pressure. That's in fact if you have an accurate blood pressure monitor and if you're doing, you're monitoring your blood pressure and using the right technique. So, accurate blood pressure monitor and the right technique. And you're at home you have the right size cuff, and all of that would then give you an accurate blood pressure measurement. Now, then you would would monitor your blood pressure in your left arm and then monitor your blood pressure in your right arm. And if there is a 10-part difference between the left arm and the right arm, then you are likely at high risk for stroke, heart attack, and early death now again, stick around to the end so I can tell you what to do about this. Much research has been done about this uh the most recent was two thousand sixteen and really December of two thousand twenty so we do know a difference in systolic blood pressure, that's your top number, between your left and your right arm is linked to a high risk of heart attack, stroke, and death because it indicates that the health of your blood vessels and it suggests that you you are having narrowing of your blood vessels and this narrowing is coming from inflammation in those blood vessels that are likely caused by plaque buildup this technique is called systolic interarm differences so it's most important to contact your healthcare provider to do some further testing and they can do uh, a C-reactive protein or what they call the erythrocyte sediment rate or ESR or even a uh, ferritin level. All of those are markers of inflammation. So you can, in fact, find out definitively if you are at high risk for stroke heart attack or death. So this systolic interarm difference is a screening technique. If you have a 10-part difference, then you need to alert your healthcare provider to do some further testing. That's number one. Okay, so the second thing that you can do is monitor your heart rate. And actually, like I said, you can get your heart rate from your home blood pressure monitor, or you can go down to the Go on a drugstore and see if, um, in fact, use their monitor there and see see if your um, heart rate is greater than eighty. And if your heart rate is greater, greater than eighty, that could indicate that you are having some cardiovascular inflammation or some cardiovascular disease that's causing you to be at high risk for a heart attack or stroke. So. Make sure you uh, monitor your blood pressure and get that heart rate and or you can palpate your heart rate. Now, most people don't know how to do that. It, it's an easy process to do. Not not, not easy for the average person, but um, you can palpate your heart rate with your index finger of your opposite hand on your wrist and count your heartbeat for one minute and you can determine what your heart rate is. And if it's greater than 80 um, consistently, that's the whole idea, consistently, then um, you may be at high risk for cardiovascular disease. And you may, you want to make a schedule a visit with your healthcare provider to get maybe some definitive testing. Uh, Like I said, the C-reactive protein, the ESR or the ferritin level to determine if in fact that is the case. Now, um the third thing that you can do to find out if you are at high risk for cardiovascular disease is to find out what your Heart rate recovery is. Heart rate recovery predicts overall cardiovascular health. So what is heart rate recovery? It's how fast your heart rate returns to normal after you exercise. The faster, the better. According to research, if you are exercising at your maximum heart rate, and then stop, your heart rate should decrease 12 beats per minute until you get back to your normal heart rate. 12 beats per minute is the minimum beats per minute that your heart rate should decline in order to determine your heart fitness. Now, if you're an athlete or you're very athletic, then you your um, heart rate recovery would probably be about twenty to twenty five beats per minute. In order to determine your maximum heart rate, you can use an estimate by taking two hundred and twenty minus your age, and that would be your maximum. Heart rate. So, in order to do this, though, you would probably need a Fitbit or Apple Watch or something that can measure your heart rate while you're exercising. And then, once you get that, get to that heart rate, then you stop exercising and then sit down and watch your heart rate uh, decline and see at one minute what your heart rate is, and if it's twelve minutes, twelve beats or more at that one minute mark, then that means that can predict that you're in good health. You're in good heart health. That could indicate that your heart is in good health. So for this one, you need to know your maximum heart rate, and then you would need to measure your heart rate while you're exercising and then you would need to stop exercising and immediately measure your heart rate at one minute and you can do it at two minutes and then three minutes and it should your heart rate should be dropping at least 12 beats each minute until it gets back to your normal heart rate. If you don't have a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or something to measure your heart rate while you're exercising, you could easily palpate your heart rate like I spoke of earlier and palpate it when you're exercising. It's a little more difficult to do, but it can be done. And then after you're finished exercising, rather after you get to your heart your maximum heart rate then you sit down and measure it one minute after that now this is uh, it could be a little more difficult than the first two things that i told you about but it can be done now if any of these techniques show that you are at high risk for cardiovascular disease stroke or death you have a great opportunity to stop this process there are things that can be done and then you can repeat these techniques to see how well you're improving. So let's keep that in perspective. Now that you know all of this information, what can be done about it? Physicians have done some research and they have determined, uh, like Dr. Ornish and, and others have determined that really, Cardiovascular disease can be reversed. So essentially, what you, what can be done about this? The best thing to do is work with your healthcare provider to prevent your cardiovascular disease from getting any worse. So what can be done? There are some medications that can help with uh, preventing cardiovascular disease from getting any worse. Cholesterol medication called statins. Some research has shown that statins can prevent further damage. They don't know exactly the mechanism, but they do know that it could possibly help. And then aspirin could be another way. And taking omega-3s daily could possibly help. A high-fiber plant-based diet has been shown to be effective. Adequate sleep, at least seven to eight hours a day. And if you smoke, quit. And if you don't smoke, never start. The things you can do is keep tight control of your blood pressure. Make sure your blood pressure stays less than 130 over 80 consistently. And you should control your other levels like cholesterol level, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, fasting blood sugar level, your CRP, your vitamin D level should be adequate. Your B12 level should be adequate. Your insulin level should be less than 25. Your A1C should be less than 5.7. And I'm going to make a podcast particularly to tell you about these numbers. Exercise walking 20 minutes to 30 minutes a day on most days you know of course you're going to get your healthcare provider to clear you for aerobic exercises such as walking and uh, biking but in summary there are three things you can do to determine if you have a high risk for cardiovascular disease. The first is systolic intra-arm differences. And that is just measuring your blood pressure in both arms and comparing that top number. And if it's greater than 10, you might be at risk. The second thing is a resting heart rate. And you can determine your resting heart rate early in the mornings. When you first wake up in the morning, you can monitor your blood pressure and see what your heart rate is and use that heart rate. If that heart rate is greater than 80, then you may be at risk. And the third thing is a heart rate recovery. And heart rate recovery is when your heart rate should recover back to the normal state. Um, within three minutes after you finish exercising. Now, remember, this is not medical advice. Talk with your healthcare provider for medical advice. And if you're doing these testing and you're having problems with them, make sure you communicate with your healthcare provider. Now, that's all I have for you today. Stay tuned to Hypertension Resistant to Treatment where I'll tell you what everybody ought to know about hypertension. Thanks for listening and share if you have found value in this podcast. See you next time.